Hello and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight I'm delighted to welcome along Jack from the band Speakeasy Circus. How are you, mate? I'm good. How, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad at all. Thank you very much. And thank you for your patience with this. It's been a long time in the offering to give those listening a bit of background. We actually recorded about six weeks ago. I went to put the podcast up and the audio was all corrupted. So it was a bit of a nightmare there. Uh, just, a, just a practice run that means that this one's going to be two times better because we've already done it once 100% this is the main event uh, but before we, we get going I would just actually like to thank everyone there wasn't a podcast last week and I received a lot of nice messages nothing particularly serious it's just kind of sometimes life can be a wee bit tough and I felt it was better to, to step away for a couple of weeks and recharge the batteries but back now feeling feeling good and pleased to be back and delighted to have you on as well, Jack, because as I said, I felt pretty horrendous about that failed first attempt. No, yeah, that, thanks thanks so much for having me. And yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you there. You know, sometimes you just need to take a wee step back and um, and then, yeah, gets the get, gets the batteries recharged and you're, and you're good to go again. Yeah, that's a, it's pretty, it's pretty intense world just now. There's yeah. not a great deal of good news going on and we won't go into any detail on that of course I think everyone would know what we're talking about but yeah it just sometimes catches up and just simple life things as well it's uh it can be tough so yeah if you are in that situation don't be afraid to speak out and and take a step back if need be uh the world can be 100 miles an hour at times and it doesn't always have to be so yeah thoughts with everyone that's struggling and realize that you're certainly not alone there Jack, we'll get into the, the podcast, and after my couple of weeks without a podcast, I'll start with the, the usual generic question. For, for those that haven't heard Speakeasy Circus, can you give us a bit of background to the band, how you got together, and have an attempt at trying to describe your sound? I know that's not a very easy question. So the, the project originally started when I first moved to Glasgow, which was... Um, a couple of years ago now and originally it was just a, a solo project so it was basically just me in my bedroom kind of recording recording stuff and and try, basically trying to like make it up as I as I go along I, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing in terms of recording software like mixing or anything like that I was just kind of trying to work it out and that's sort of what the first EP was um, and during that time I was also playing in other bands around Glasgow and I kind of met up with some different musician, musicians um, in, in the scene, I guess. And uh, I basically started poaching them for shows where I was like, okay, come do this. Like, I want to do a show. So why don't you come and like be my band for this or that? And then eventually that kind of developed into it being, a, being an actual sort of band, like a real life band with, uh, with five of us. And that's how, we've been, uh, that's how we've been working for the past couple of years actually it was just before covid funnily enough and we were like right okay we're going to focus on this as our like our main project and then covid happened so um so yeah so, so that's basically the the sort of the history of the band a little bit um and in terms of the in terms of the music it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a eclectic mix of of influences i grew up listening to things like you know the libertines arctic monkeys and stuff like that but lots of other people in the band have lots of different influences. We've got a horn section, so lots of jazz, lots of soul, uh, funk influences as well. And so it really is kind of just a big 
um, sort of mishmash of all these different types of uh, all these different genres of music and different influences and stuff like that. And hopefully that that gives it a little bit of a, a unique sound. That's what we're going for anyway. That must give so many different perspectives and so many different ideas when it comes to to recording songs. How how does that come about? Do you do you all sit in the same room? I can imagine if there's so many different ideas and directions that you could potentially go in there and a lot of different skill sets as well within the band. It's it's like something that I, I, I would really struggle to describe your sound. Uh, but it's, yeah, so, yeah. there's so much to it. Too many quite, layers. Quite often, quite, quite often the, the process will still revolve around I'll have a like an idea or like a kind of a demo, just kind of like a loose demo that I'll that I'll record with, you know, the typical kind of like MIDI drums that and like and like that sort of thing. Like I'll play like some bass ideas or some horn ideas or whatever. And then I'll send it to the band and everyone will listen to it. And then when we go into the uh, like into the rehearsal space and we'll start working on it, that's when all these different ideas will kind of be thrown on top of it. And it will sort of change and, and be modified. And, and then the next uh, portion of it will be, okay, like kind of streamlining it, right? What are the ideas that we want to take? And then what is the finished product going to be? So, so quite often it will, still, it will still be like the same song, but it will obviously just have the, the feel of a speakeasy circus song rather than kind of like a, like a solo project. Interesting. We spoke at this, well, February time and things were quite uncertain in terms of live music and such like. We're, we're now a month or so on from there and things have started really picking up the pace. It, it feels like every day you'll go into Twitter and things like that and the band's announcing tours. There's, there's something on each and every night just now across the country. It, it's a really exciting time. It's a I don't want to say it's, it's almost as if we're, we're back at, at full throttle because I think we've had a few times where we've been there and it's it's been curtailed, uh, particularly in that spell before Christmas where it felt like we were used to live music being back again and then it stopped. So I don't want to say with any confidence we're, we're right through the worst of it. But what's been happening for you guys at the start of 2022 and what have you got lined up going forward? Yeah, so as yeah, when we were speaking last time, we were, it was just kind of we were just coming out of that most recent wave, and so quite a lot of things had been uh, had been cancelled fairly recently. So it does hopefully, as you say, touch wood, seem as though things are kind of on the way up again. And um, yeah, we've got a couple we've got a couple things that are that are in the works at the moment. We've got um, a rescheduled show at Block. This is actually one of the ones that was cancelled um, in December. That's on the 29th of March. We have another one on the 30th of March coming up at the Glad Cafe. Then in May, we're going to be playing at the 20th anniversary um, show for um, Sunny Govan Radio. Um, you, you probably heard of them, the local radio station. They, it's basically their anniversary coming up and so they're, they're doing a, you know, a big event. And so we're going to be playing there. And then we're also going to be playing in different places like Paisley. We've got a couple of shows down in air as well. And then the big news, really, that I can we can actually confirm because we spoke about it last time, but we are actually now uh, we've confirmed the tour that we're doing um, this summer in support of or in partnership with Bernardo's Children's Charity. 
So that's going to be between the 25th of June and the 9th of July. And we're just finalizing uh, some of the bookings. We've got about half of them booked up. Uh, we're just finalizing the rest of them. So that's basically going to take us from the West Coast um, past, you know, like Oban, Ullapool, up to the North Coast, Betty Hill, Thurzo, Wick, Golsby. We're going to come down to Inverness. Um, and then we're going to come down to Craignish as well. So basically playing loads and loads of shows in loads of very um, very different places to, to the places that we're used to playing. Um, and all of the profits are going towards uh, Bernardo's Children's Charity. So that's something that I think we mentioned it in February, but it hadn't quite been confirmed yet. And we have actually managed to confirm it since then. So that's what we're really looking forward to as well. First of all, that's absolutely fantastic. A fantastic charity and a fantastic endeavour as well. I can imagine so much effort has went into to getting that organised. The coupling it with getting to some marvellous bits of Scotland and having a summer holiday as well, that, it sounds like it'll be a, a really exciting time for the band. Exactly, yeah. That was that was kind of the... Because initially we we just wanted to get out of Glasgow, get out of Edinburgh, you know, like the, the normal places where we where we you know tend to play quite often. And so we were we were kind of looking further afield. And I really liked the idea of, you know, like having a little bit a bit of an adventure, you know, going going away, seeing places that we've that we've not seen before, playing some different types of venues. And and then it was kind of brought up that we would the the idea that we could potentially use it as a you know, to, to, to raise some money as well. John, our sax player, is very um, close to Bernardo's children's charity because his family have been involved in, uh, with fostering children for the last 15, 20 years or so. Um, so it was kind of put to us that, um, from, from him that we could maybe, you know, use it as, as an opportunity for that as well. And, um, and yes, that's what we decided to do. So, you know, two birds with one stone, to be honest. You know, we get to, to go and play some shows, see some new places, and we also get to raise some money um, for a great charity as well. Was there, in organising that, is it, is it kind of a, an opportunity as well in terms of, and I don't mean to be crass with obviously the charity element, but just withstanding that, you're going kind of, out with your comfort zone, you're going to different places, you're going to places where live music or bands don't tend to, to pinpoint or put in their tour diary. So it'll be quite an exciting time for the local people as well to, to get that opportunity and might kind of open some avenues there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely. I think also we were we were kind of feeling after the, the first sort of wave of COVID and everything like that had had finished and we like like everybody else was you know, we really wanted to get back and like start playing shows and stuff like that, but so did everybody else. And so every band that you can think of was touring, all the venues in Glasgow were booked up with kind of big bands that were coming through. And so we were, we were kind of thinking, what's the best thing that we can do? And we kind of settled on, well, let's just make our own tour. Let's just go places where other people aren't going and, and we'll book our own shows. We'll trust ourselves to, you know, promote it, sell some tickets um, and then donate some money. So, um, so yeah, that, that was that was kind of the, the reason behind it. Fantastic. Last year ended with the, the release of Sewing Up, and it down really well. It was played by the likes of Jim Geltley, Roddy Hart. Tell us a bit more about that tune and, and how it came about, please. Yeah, so that, that song actually, um, 
is a is written as a love song and but it's actually about um, my favorite pair of jeans that uh, that ripped as lots of my jeans um, tend to do and instead of throwing them out I decided that I would teach myself how to sew so I, I basically started watching YouTube videos and and practicing and, and eventually I was able to to basically patch these jeans up and I, it made me think about why that wasn't really, I guess, seen as a very useful skill these days anymore. You know, it's not really something that we're taught and we tend to sort of buy new clothes rather than rather than fixed clothes. And so I decided to basically write a song in honor of my favorite jeans that I have, that I've patched up now many times because I wasn't very good. So they kept breaking, but I've patched them up now maybe six or seven times um, and they're still going, I've still got them. Uh, if you come to a show, I might very well be wearing them. And we're going over things and apologies because we're, we're talking, we're having this conversation for the second time, but the listeners are hearing it for the first time. But I was um, pitching that we have a bit of a, a sewing stand at the merch. Yes. Uh, future Speakeasy Circus gigs where you basically run a, a clothes repair shop, bringing along your, your worn stuff and leave it at the merch at the start of the night come the end of the night, pay five pounds to Bernardo's and Jack will fix it for you. And there's, how's the skills coming along in the six weeks since we've spoken? Oh God, I don't think they've come along uh, all that well, to be honest. I think that it would it, that would have to be part of the charm, wouldn't it? That it's that's fixed by us and, and we can't fix them very well. So you're just going to have to have to wear your your unfixed clothes with with pride after we've uh, after we've given it our best shot because I can't make any guarantees that it's actually going to work. <laughs> I, I suppose the the long bus journeys north will allow you to hone these skills as well. A few bumpy roads, mind you, but uh, that's true. That, yeah, the, the winding the roads. <laughs> yeah, winding round. <laughs> I, I tend to ask this question because it really intrigues me. And, I can only imagine it's a very exhilarating experience hearing your music played on the radio, whether that be, as you mentioned, Surrey Govan Radio earlier on, or the likes of BBC Radio Scotland, um, Amazing Radio with Jim Gertley. It must just be surreal, but at the same time, just feel like you're bursting with pride when you actually hear the fruit of your labours being played. Yeah, it was. It's it is definitely surreal. The the first you know the first couple of times that you hear it, and um, what one thing actually recently with uh, with sewn up and actually with Company of Men as well because they were both played on on Roddy Hart's show and it must have been it must have come on just after um, like kind of like a break or something like that and it and it came up with the BBC Radio Scotland and then our song started and just to hear that kind of like. You know, you hear BBC Radio Scotland, and then your music starts playing. That that was quite a that was quite a surreal moment. Yeah. Do you how do you go about the, the process of that? Is it have you got um, a kind of strategy for distributing your your songs to media outlets and, and trying to do it that way, or, or do you just kind of hope that it comes organically? I, I know that, especially during the lockdowns and the various breaks with regards to COVID, you guys are very active in YouTube, playing home shows and just coming up with ways to, to entertain people when they maybe had a lot more time in their hands. I know I certainly did. 
is that is that something that you you began to hone as skills in terms of communicating with the press and the media, or does it just come through word of mouth and almost kind of being out there and and having a presence? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, in terms of you know, I think that every artist has to you have to like put effort into it yourself as well. I mean, with every one of the releases that we've done, you know, we've sat here and, and sent, you know, thousands of emails, <laughs> you know, you just, you have to, co- you know, to contact people, to send out press releases, to do all this kind of stuff. And that's kind of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that maybe the, the other people that are that, that fans of the music don't really, don't really see. And then the other side of it is the kind of, you know, the, the music that you make and the, the videos that you make and, and anything that you kind of put uh, put online and I think they they have to kind of work together because I think if you have one without the other then you're unlikely to get you're unlikely to get very far and so a little bit a little bit of both really but honestly if you could see the, the number of emails that we send every every time we have a release or anything like that like thousands probably about five thousand six thousand emails every single time we we have a release just sending out trying to get as many people as possible to to hear it do you tend to get word back from people? It must be, a, again, it must be a very heartening process when you get feedback in the sense that I've listened to it and I really like it, or people that held in high esteem, the likes of Roddy Hart and Jim Gertley, liking it enough to, to put it on their radio shows. But on the other hand, I can imagine, and I found it to a much lesser degree with contacting bands and artists for this podcast that I find it a very disheartening process that a lot of people can't even take the two seconds it would be to no sorry or I'm too busy it's uh, it feels like quite a lot of things just fall in deaf ears yeah I mean there is there's always going to be an element of that and um, I think that you know <laughs> there's there's going to be lots of that in in any sort of like creative field where you're trying to when you're trying to reach out to people and so you just try and focus more on the you know the positive sides of when people do do get back to you and when people are you know enthusiastic about it and just kind of enjoying those moments rather than being you know hung up over people not replying or or whatever because you can't really control that and the other side of it is that people you know, people that run blogs and people that run labels and stuff like that, or, you know, radio shows, podcasts must be just absolutely inundated with, with emails and press releases and messages and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I, we don't really take it too personally. You know, we, we want people to listen to it. We, we hope people that like, like it. Uh, and if they don't, then that's fine. And if they do and they get in touch with us, then that's, that's great as well. You've listed so many things that are happening in the, the coming months. This question was, it was possibly more designed around earlier on in the year, but when we moved into 2022 and you set out your targets for the year, was there anything out with what you've already achieved or what you've already set out you can aspire to? There's obviously the, the summer nights are, are coming close and festival season's just around the corner. There's more even small-scale festivals than I can ever remember there being. I don't know whether it's just an attempt to to capture some of the enthusiasm for live music and especially festivals. So many of the smaller ones have fallen by the wayside over the last couple of years. Is that, is that something you're very keen to, to be a part of if possible? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And actually, I can't believe that I, I forgot. We have a, we have our headline show coming up on the 28th of May in Glasgow, which is, uh, which is at the Flying Duck. I can't, God, everyone would kill me if I forgot to say that. Um, but yeah, we've got, we've got that coming up. And then um, we're obviously like any sort of festivals or anything like that, the, that we can be involved in, that would be, that would be great. The other big thing that we wanted to do coming into the year was uh, record an album, record like a, a kind of longer, a longer project, which we are aiming to do in the autumn time, um, around about August or September, with a view to releasing it next year. So that's definitely something that we're um, really excited about at the moment. That's something that we're kind of working towards, um, working towards as well. So, so that should be really good. Brilliant. It sounds like everything's really moving in the right direction for you guys. You must be absolutely thrilled at that. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's good to feel some uh, you know some forward momentum after the after a couple of years of of COVID and everything like that. So um, so yeah, hopefully we can hopefully we can keep going and uh, and yeah, do uh, play some shows, do the tour, record an album. You know all those all those big bucket list things that you wanna that you wanna do as a band. Do you feel that the last couple of years have made the band more resilient and more determined to to achieve? your goals because it it does seem like you've built up a fair stock of of ideas and ambitions and now you're you're going out there and getting it it was obviously tough for so many artists and bands and so many people in the arts industry because everything just suddenly ground to a halt and there was so much uncertainty so much loss really in in terms of that that creative side was was kind of dwelled or not dwelled it was uh it was certainly began, things began to stagnate that's not the word i was looking for either but that's the one i'm going to settle on there but it, it seems like now we've come out the other side there is so many people just determined to go out there and grab any opportunity that comes their way yeah i think the thing is as well that the with the timing of of covid and stuff like that we we had been the the speaky circus had been going for about nine months or so but just as a side project that we were that we were working on or that i was working on separately and then we decided that we were going to make this our our you know primary project at the start of 2020 so we only had about eight weeks or 10 weeks or so and so it feels like rather than things like stagnating like it feels almost that like they never properly got started and I think that's why it's it, you know we're still very motivated to to work towards it we still have like so many ideas so so many like our creative um, muscles haven't been flexed yet and um, because we because we literally didn't get the chance as soon as we had as soon as we started to focus on it and think about what we could do and think about what we wanted to achieve COVID happened so so hopefully now that this year that things are starting to open up again hopefully on a more on a more permanent basis and then, and we can start kind of putting into action all these plans and ideas that we've had kind of gestating for 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 such a long time now and to actually put them into practice and go out and, and do them and it's a, a cliche question of course it is but the getting out there and and playing to, to live audience and seeing the whites of people's eyes when you did do the the gigs behind the laptops and in your living rooms and in the kitchen and everything else, that must be a, a real thrill as well. Yes, it's completely different. I was at, I actually felt kind of nervous before the first show that we did back. 
Um, it was actually a show in, it was a show in Edinburgh in a quarry, in like a disused quarry, um, which is a little bit of an unusual place for a show anyway. But I was, I was quite nervous. Not, I normally don't get uh, too nervous before shows, but just the, I guess, kind of like the adrenaline and the excitement and, and also like just having, you know, feeling a little bit rusty, feel like we hadn't done it in a long time. Um, but it's just a completely, it's a completely different experience. It's a completely different feeling and being able to actually uh, play with the band in person rather than just, you know, recording bits and pieces and sending things back to each other and, and, and that kind of thing. Actually feeling like the energy of all playing together is just completely different. And that's, that's one of the things that make the band work and, and make us uh, enjoy playing in, in this band. And so that, that was really great to, to actually be able to do that again. In terms of the generic questions, this podcast is full of them. That's what I'm known <laughs> for. But the, at this point in the podcast, I, I like to ask a guest for three bands or artists from Scotland that they really enjoy listening to. The listeners may or may not have heard that you would like to give a, a bit of a shout out to and, and promote. Yeah, definitely. I would say um I mean there's so many there's so many good bands at the moment around um around Scotland. I'd say that Corto Alto is a is a fantastic group at the moment. They're um kind of like a, a sort of new jazz kind of kind of um collective i would say um led by liam shortall who's a who's the trombone player but i think they're absolutely fantastic if you're if you're get, looking to get into any kind of like new jazz like it even if you don't really like jazz it, it honestly is nothing like you would imagine is like typical kind of jazz it's like loads of influence like grime influences they've got some like guest features with like rappers like honestly it's, it's fantastic I would also say, I mean, I don't think he needs any help with me promoting him, but Joseph is um, is another one that I'm a big fan of from Scotland, but he's absolutely blown up now anyway, so he doesn't need any help from me. Another one in this, that same boat is Lucia and the Best Boys, a great band. They're, I think they were just touring with Wolf Alice, so they don't need any any of my promotion. Um, those are probably three that just come off the top of my head at the moment in terms of fantastic bands um, around Scotland, but you know, there's so many more. Jack, I'd like to thank you for your time tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you again. I'm delighted to hear that the plans for the tour have, have come to fruition. It's a fantastic thing that you're doing. Uh, you should be very, very proud of, of that. And I'm sure we, when it comes around to the time to do it, it's going to be a great success. So again, well done. Anything that we can do to, to promote that, please just give us a shout. We'll be more than happy to to retweet, to, uh, to have you back on before you go or, or anything like that. Uh, we'll even maybe have you on while you're travelling or something like that, something a bit different. But yeah, congratulations on that and I'm sure it's going to be a great success. Yeah, amazing. Th thank you. Thank you so much for that and thanks so much for uh, for taking time out of your day again to speak with us. We really, really appreciate it and uh, yeah, we can't wait for the, for the episode to come out. Uh, we're just about done, um, I promise, but the is there anything else that you would like to, to promote or maybe even give the listeners some social media addresses and such like that people can follow the, the progress of the band and, and hopefully come and check you out at a show soon? Yeah, of course. So we're on all your normal Instagram, Facebook, Twitter as Speakeasy Circus. Um, and you can also get us on Spotify 
all the songs we talked about um, in the show, Sewn Up, Company Men, Lion Should Hunt are our three most recent singles. And then, yeah, we're going to be playing a, a headline show at the Flying Duck in Glasgow on the 28th of May. Um, so if you want to come on to that, that would be amazing. That's kind of our part of our fundraising um, uh, project. That's to, that's to get some money for us to actually go on the tour initially. Um, and then obviously we've got this tour coming up at end of June, start of July. So if anybody is listening from a little bit further afield, you know, up in the North Coast, West Coast, up in Inverness, anything like that, we'll be coming to you in the summer. So please do, you know, get in touch with us um, for any information about tickets and stuff like that. Hopefully, if our promo is worth anything, then you'll then you'll see about it anyway. Um, but if not, then then send get in touch with us and we'll sort you out. Yeah, and if you're one of these six thousand people that are receiving an email and not replying, up your game now. <laughs> this is a, this exactly, is a big tour. Yeah. It's been a fantastic charity. So. Uh, yeah, take a second out of <laughs> your day to, to read it and respond. Yeah. <laughs> precisely, precisely. Thanks again, mate. No problem. Thanks so much. Cheers. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. I'll be back in a week's time. Until then, thank you. Goodbye. Cause I love the way you feel And we're joined at the hip And I hope you